0: This is Evan Roberts. This year, nearly one in every six New York City residents will struggle to put food on the table, help nourish people now, and ensure everyone has the right to nutritious food.
1: Give at hungerthon.org. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the
2: free Odyssey app.
0: Casamigo's Big Shot of the Night is brought to you by Casamigo's Tequila. Casamigo's Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Man, tonight's Casamigo's Big Shot of the Night goes to Wally Zerbiak's favorite player, Tyrese Halliburton. Earlier, I was talking about the NBA in-season tournament and how ridiculous that score was. Over 300 points. The Pacers go out there and beat Atlanta in Atlanta 157-152. to I mean... (laughs) <laughs> there was no missed shots. I, I can't wait to go home and see the highlights. But Tyrese Halliburton, the point guard that the Knicks honestly could have had, who Wally Zerbiak said wasn't an all star. And Tyrese Halliburton did not forget about that. And he's looking like he's going to be an all star this year. He dropped 37 points, he had 16 assists, five rebounds. This guy knocked down nine threes. He was 11 from 8 from the field, shooting 61%. Tyrese Halliburton, your Casamigos, big shot of the night. Okay, here we go, folks. 877-337-6666. Gio is in Brooklyn. What's up, Gio? You're on the fan.
3: Yo, Keith, uh, as always, I want to send my blessings to you and your family. You always do a great show. I was listening to you saying uh, your son is 7 months my granddaughter's she's 7 months and she's already starting to climb up and and just try to climb out of her her, her crib
0: <laughs> I'm glad my you know, son's it's not it's doing that thing. he he did yeah, I mean, uh, it, he did break the like nanit like we have it on the wall he like was i guess reaching his hand through the crib and pulled it off the wall so I got to fix that tomorrow morning the camera man, is still up said, but like they start to get into everything they start to yes, do everything yes, they can do bro,
3: I got I got a video of her standing up on her crib, and it looks like she's doing a Harlem shake. <laughs> hey, it's amazing, yo. I swear to God. Oh, yeah, I wanted to talk about our boy DeVito. Listen, I'm not even going to lie to you. I I don't know if you remember this call. I was like, who's this kid? Nobody knows him. What are they doing? But I'm not even going to. I have to eat my words, Keith. This kid really showed out last weekend. I wish him the best. I watched a, a, a interview he did. On um <clears throat> on um on the news that following that that same night that he won, man, listen, this kid Devito, he he shut me up for I mean he really shut me up, man. I'm so proud of him. I wish him the best. He's a young kid, man, and I, I can't wait to see him do b- bigger and better things. Whether he's with us or he's with another team, man, he he was he was phenomenal, and I knew it in my heart. If they let this kid throw the ball. We were going to see some spectacular things, but, you know, I'm glad they, they finally let him loose, man. Keith, yeah. I'm not going to keep you because I'm at work and I'm on the clock right now. But listen, you do a phenomenal freaking show between your guests, your, the, the way you treat your, 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 your callers. Yo, you are a phenomenal dude. God bless you and your family. I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, and a happy New Year if I don't well, get Well, I'll be back. You I,
0: you'll hear me plenty of times before that, but... Yeah, enjoy the holiday. Thank you for the kind words. Appreciate you, Gio. Uh, Tommy DeVito, right? You know, I do remember that call. Because in the beginning of Tommy DeVito's time, like I said, he had a negative nine passing yard game. They would not let him throw. So we're like, who the hell is this? Is this guy not a quarterback? Is he not an NFL-level quarterback? Are you that scared to run a passing play down the field? They were just letting him throw like to the flat and check down. That wasn't on him. That was the coach's decision in the rain in a close game where they felt like they could ride Saquon Barkley to victory and then they ended up losing it close. But that's the whole thing with the story around Tommy DeVito. We didn't know much about him. In the the preseason, we knew he was a local guy. But when he came into the game, I wasn't expecting him to come into that game. Tyrod gets knocked out. I was hoping that—I I think I tweeted during that game, be the story, come on, local kid, then they wouldn't let him throw. But now he is the story, and now we are finding out more about him. I had Tony Rassiope on tonight to tell you about him. It's it's more than just a third-string guy that can't play. He's got some moxie. I think his teammates like him, maybe even love him at this point. And he has an opportunity to beat the Patriots, beat the Packers, and maybe lead the Jets or the Giants to a better record than the Jets. Like, what what better for a local kid uh that grew up in Cedar Grove to lead the Giants uh to a couple victories and he's, he's got a chance to do it coming up on his home field. It's awesome. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Let's go to Stanhope, New Jersey and talk to Andrew on the fan. What's up, Drew?
4: I first heard DeVito and then Sean O'Hara, but you should have heard the racist things that Sean O'Hara said, he mocked you and he talked about your dreadlocks and he put on like a, you know, like a ghetto accent that we're going to McPherson's show. Sean O'Hara? No, I'm saying that as an example. What if DeVito came into the game and O'Hara was like, he's,
3: he's, uh,
4: he's, you know, he he went.
0: No, I I don't know. Uh, Come on now. You you're trying to make some type of uh, parallel where it's just not hitting. You got it.
4: So he went in this real derogatory. He's a Fuchese. Forget about it. He's out of. And what if he did that about Tyrod Taylor? That's what I. What if he said, okay, Tyrod, he's out of the hood. He's out of comp? Like, why is it okay for Sean O'Hara to say derogatory, racist? It's not a race, Italian it's ethnicity. But why is that accepted on the fan? But if he did something racist on you or on Tyra Taylor or anti supporter, like if he said, hey, we have our reporter, she's Jewish.
0: No, I don't I don't know. Uh, Thanks for the call, Andrew. That's a miss. I think the Italian stuff is empowering. I think there are a lot of Italians that don't take it as a slight. I'm not sure what Sean O'Hara said or did on the broadcast. Paulie, did you catch that? I don't I'm not familiar with. Did he disparage him at all for being Italian? No, I, or I th-
1: think just the whole playing into the Italian heritage of Tommy DeVito, I would think, is what, for some reason, got under Andrew's skin.
0: Why? <laughs> now, listen, it's not the type of thing, right? Like, he tried to use an example of, of, of myself, my dreads, me being black. It doesn't, it doesn't add up. Right? It doesn't equate. It doesn't equate. It's a miss. But with Tommy DeVito... He played into it. He's pinching his hands on the field, celebrating. He's leaning into He's telling people, my mom's got chicken cutlets ready for me. He's playing into his Italian heritage. He's proud of it. I don't think anybody was talking down on it. I don't think that Sean O'Hara was trying to do it in any, in any type of derogatory no, way.
1: And I don't think so. And real quick, just on this note, Daniel Jones was on with uh, Kay Adams on right. Up and Adams this morning. Brought, and Kay Adams asked him about Tommy DeVito, and this is what legit what Danny Jones said.
0: He definitely is Jersey. Uh, he's a big like black tank top, uh, gold chain. I remember <laughs> we did our throwing trip. We did our throwing trip in uh, Charlotte this summer um, before the season started, and he was he was on the plane in his black black tank top and gold chain, and I mean he's Jersey to the core. I mean the guy about wears a. A, a black beater, a black tank top, sleeveless, right? We're talking about the Giants tanking. I saw a tweet that went out and said, no, the Giants aren't tanking. The only tank that Tommy DeVito knows is the one that he wears down the shore in the summer. It's empowering, folks. It's I don't know. I don't know uh exactly where Andrew was going with that. Maybe Sean O'Hara said something that I missed that came off derogatory, but like I don't know where you guys are from. Like I grew up in the shore area around a bunch of Italians. And I've been in North Jersey for the last nine years of my life around a bunch of Italians. It's not that type of thing. I think we're it's empowering. We're all kind of uh, riding with it. And we've seen this happen, like, with Antonio, uh, Antonio, Don Antonio Rizzo with Anthony Rizzo and the Yankees. It's like, y- you can relate to the guy. Like, I don't know, Tony Soprano. Like, I don't know. Sorry, folks. I'm not sure where Andrew was trying to go with that. I think if he gave more background on what he was talking about, then made the parallel to me being black and and my hair and what I am like, it wouldn't happen like that. Or Tyrod Taylor, it's that's not we. There's nowhere that we can do that. Unfortunately, uh, when you when you speak on uh, black folks and our race and how we look, it's usually negative. With Tommy DeVito, we're playing into the fact that he's one of our own. That this is North Jersey where the Giants play in East Rutherford, and there's a lot of Italians that look at him and say, "Hey, this kid, he's from Cedar Grove. This is a kid that I've seen in my neighborhood. He's grown up to be." The Giants quarterback, he's living the dream, and I can relate to a guy like that that looks like my cousin or my brother. It's its it's you know, it's not that serious. <laughs> Young Josh and Passaic on the fan. What's up, Josh? Good, Keith. How are you? You know, I'm good. I, I'm bringing it home. Another five-hour KM to AM. So first,
5: what I thought was a little funny is that I wonder if the Giants could turn out, take a combination, and like just combine Tyron Taylor, Daniel Jones, and Tommy DeVito so you don't have to have three quarterbacks that are solid enough. But with DeVito, I mean, he did. just remember, first of all, he did get sacked nine times. He did good, but it was the commander's defense that's just not good. Fought just good to s- see what he does against the Patriots and the Packers.
0: Fought through the sacks, you know, competed that whole game, kept the lead, kept coming, kept making plays, kept making throws, kept moving his feet in the pocket, right? I think a lot of people talked about how bad this offensive line is, to the fact where we thought no one could have success. And yes, the commanders are trash, but I mean, they have four wins. Uh, They've gone toe to toe with the Eagles. It's in any given Sunday league. And I think what happened this past Sunday, as we're talking about the giants tanking and uh, does their head coach deserve to come back next year. You saw a bunch of guys go out there with giants pride and say, we're going to beat this team. We're going to sweep this team. We're better than this team. We beat them already this year. We're not tanking. We're going to go out there and play football and try to win. And they hang 31 points on the commanders. You'll you'll take that every Sunday. You, you'd rather watch that type of game and win than to watch them lose that type of game for draft stock.
4: And the
5: offensive line, right, as you said, just showed you how bad it is, right? The commanders traded away Miles what and Chase Young, and they still come away with nine sacks. It's pretty crazy. But it's good to see with the Steelers that they finally fired Matt Canada. I mean, when your team is having more rush yards and passing yards. On the average week, something's wrong with
0: you. Yeah, it's just, you know, their play calling. Like, Dan Orlovsky broke down a play where they motioned into, like, a... a, They had, like, two receivers left. They motioned the back over to make it three receivers to the left. They threw the ball to that back in motion. And they get one-on-one on on the other side. and, And Orlovsky was breaking it down to be like, this is not why you'd run this play, like... Like they're they're not imaginative. They're not setting up plays. They're not calling plays to set up other plays. They're just calling plays. And it hasn't created much success for them as far as uh, you know, gaining yards and scoring touchdowns, but they're six and four. They've they've been able to find ways to win. Imagine if they get a little bit better play calling down the stretch. They're trying to push to be a playoff team. Mike Tomlin doesn't like doesn't like missing the playoffs back to back years. I think they're gonna figure out how to get one of those wild card spots with whoever is calling the plays for the Steelers. I
5: mean, this is show whether it is Matt Canada or Kenny Pickett. is just not that you're a quarterback. I know you like him, but now this will show us. But transitioning to, to the Mets. they, they I mean,
0: got to find out, right? they got to find out. Is it Kenny or is it this guy? Because Kenny has shown you he's solid in late-game situations. Kenny has shown you he, he's got the uh, winning time gene in him. Like, he's been clutched down the stretch. Comeback wins, fourth quarter wins. That offensive line is shaky, but they do have weapons at wide receiver and running back. I believe in Kenny Pickett. I think he's going to fight through. I think he's been a little banged up and hurt this season, but with a little different play calling, it could take some of the heat off of him, and he can't miss any more throws. I think Kenny's going to be better for it down the stretch.
5: Hey, Keith, on the Mets, I mean, so first seeing Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson go, right, for cheap deals. I mean, the Mets right now, they have two pitchers, possibly a third with McGill and, like, a rookie, and a Peterson's out the first six, seven months. So I don't know why you don't go after one of these guys, put them as number five, then try going out for the big guys. Like, you go on go for Yamamoto, but you still need another two pitchers. So when they want to get, like, you don't have to spend $25, $30 million on it's a It's November
0: pitch, 21st. You know? It's November 21st. Some moves have been made, you know, like the Braves have been active, but we've got plenty of time. Remember in baseball that there is no deadline right and there is no like free agent frenzy like there is in the NFL and in NBA this offseason of free agents like we always talk about how Machado and Harper they didn't sign until spring training until February of the upcoming year it's November 21st we've got plenty of time to figure out uh, who's going to be a Met who's going to be a Yankee how they fill out the rotation how they line up their lineup like we just get so eager and antsy for it because Football sucks right now. And what else do we have to look forward to?
5: And they better put a deadline in because you see, like, NFL free agency comes in. And like, okay, this guy's going there. This guy's going to be a free agency. Comes this guy's going there. Like, it'll be free agency starts, right? I so like think Monday, they like it
0: that happens. way. Think about it, right? It's Thanksgiving week. These GMs, they don't want to work. They're not trying to make too many moves this week. Maybe we see a move tomorrow, and then these guys are checking out for four or five days. And then Christmas coming up, the New Year coming up, these guys go on vacation. These guys are with their families. They're not. The, the stove is hot for a little while during the winter meetings, which is coming up um, that first week of December, that first weekend of December. Uh, we should get cooking a little bit. And some guys, like players, want their deals done then, but this thing can drag out for the next three months, four months. I know. okay thanks for taking my call. Good night. Thanks for making the call, Josh. 877-337-6666. November, December, January, February, guys get traded, guys get signed. Even in March, opening day isn't until April. So uh, we just got to be patient. I know we're all ready to find out who's going to be pitching for the Mets, who's going to be hitting for the Yankees. But, I mean, we go through this every year. There was a lockout a couple years ago. Patience, everybody. It'll happen. It's going to come. It's going to go down. And let's go to my guy, Ross in Bergen County. He got his phone back. He's back on the fan mostly every day. Hey,
6: Keith, what's going on, man? So we got some loopy on the late nights here. With that Loopy last, on uh, the that, late that, night that was God
0: losing me, before. bro. I wasn't sure if he was being racist towards me, the audacity, or if he was trying to make a parallel. That just That's all he was but trying he was to do. He was getting in the weeds. Yeah, it just wasn't connecting, and we don't have time to uh, you know go all the way through that. But ultimately... Tommy DeVito being a proud Italian American is A okay with pretty much all of us and us playing into it as uh radio hosts and broadcasters and uh journalists, whatever. I don't think anybody him has him on an issue. Map.
6: Yeah, it's putting them on the map. Yeah, you know, uh today, uh for some reason, well I found out, I guess like, you know, license plate guy. They, I guess he does, like, a thing every week. He gives that like, after a Giants win, he gives that like, cupcakes or something. He was on campus, you know, on our campus, today over at Bosco. I saw him around. Apparently, he did something, you know, like, DeVito being the story now, his first star, his first win, and they did something licensed by a guy that brought him over it so that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, but, I, uh, I, I don't think there's any negative anything on it, um, and I don't think you can even parallel it to, uh, like, you know, black folks, African-American culture. You know, black people are proud of their culture or whatever, but like I said, there's a lot of time a negative connotation on it when you're talking about appearance um, or you're talking about certain things. Like I just had Cameron Mabin on, and you guys heard what he had to say. When we're talking about Tommy DeVito, chicken cutlets, tank tops, uh, him living at home with his mom in North Jersey, it it all plays into a, a good, wholesome story. The kid is living the dream.
6: Yeah, I heard your interview with Maven before. I remember, didn't you say it was last year you were uh, you were in the fantasy chip with him? You, like when your Yeah, the funny
0: and or he, he brought that up. He's like, "We're in the fantasy football league together." And last year, because of I don't know something that went on, he ended up winning the fantasy football championship against me. But I think it might have been something with Demar Hamlin mm-hmm. and the scoring. Oh, the game got canceled. Yeah, something happened that week. I think that's what it was. Where. I think I had Josh Allen, and, and the game didn't finish. And he was nice enough to be like, all right, Keith's team dominated all season, which I'm in first place. I'm in first place again, Cam and everybody yeah, else. Mouse title. Yeah, we got, well, it's not a Mickey Mouse title. But he th- technically, he had more points than me in the league. But it was a technicality where he, he said, give Keith the first place prize. And I'm coming for the first place prize outright this year. Give me a couple yeah. weeks.
6: I couldn't even tell you what went wrong with me, bro. I start off 3-2. and two. I got an L-6 next to my name. Back-to-back weeks. I'll be quick with it. I had Lawrence, uh, Trevor Lawrence is my QB last week. He drops the good old four against the Niners. I rage dropped him. I had enough of his BS. No! You missed out on week. his week last yep. week? And, well, I missed out on 30 this week when I lost by eight, having Josh Dobbs at QB. Who oh, had, hang it up. I had hang it up, Ross. Your last, season's I'm over. Saying, bro, no, it's trash. It's trash. <laughs> and you know what the sick part is? is technically I still get there's three, three weeks left. You do two-week rounds in the playoffs. I still have a shot at winning the division because aside from first place is 11-0, the next best record is 6-5. And, and back-to-back weeks, I went out of my way to lose it on myself. It's, it's been a just, crazy you know year what? for fantasy awful, football. You can't, like, you, you can't make it up. It's, it's the good old script every single week. You look at Dobbs all of a sudden now, people coming back down to earth a little bit on him, no pun intended, with the astronaut and all that. It's just, <laughs> just an ugly scene, man. And, uh, you know, we flip it to the Mets. You just heard Josh bring it up. It's, you know, we got, uh, you know, Steve Mastermind Cohen and his little mini and David Stearns with that evil grin on his face. They're both still asleep at the wheel. It's just nothing's going. At least, you know what, at least the Rangers got the win over at the Rock over that Friday. You know, that was a good scene. You see uh, Devil's legend Jimmy Vc with the two goals, game winner. Yeah, thanks, Blake Ross. Wheeler That's all we got for goal. Ross tonight, Ross. You killed <laughs>
0: it, bro. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> Did I see it? Yeah, I saw it. I went to bed Saturday night, and uh, that was one of the last things I saw. And then I saw Devils Twitter getting all upset at the Devils ticket office for selling a package to probably 70 Rangers fans where they let them go on the ice and take a picture after the game. It's okay. It's perfectly fine. Those people paid good money, and that was a part of the package. It doesn't mean the Rangers own the Devils or their fans own our arena. Stop being butthurt over it. It's a long season. The devils can get them back. Nutritious food is a human right. Do something to help end hunger at hungerthon.org. This is Darren Waller from the New York Giants, and thank you for supporting Why Hunger's Hungerthon on the fan, 1019FM. to a.m. with my WFAM. Everybody be safe out there. Be blessed out there. Happy holidays. Thanksgiving Eve, Eve. I've got like 25 minutes left. I'm talking to a lot of you on Twitter, on TikTok, and taking calls at 877-337-6666. Big Mac is in the building. CeeLo was on last night, so I'm sure Mac is back with a bunch to say for his midnight ride. I'll be listening. I'm sure the traffic is already crazy. Actually, let me check on that. Uh, The Holland Tunnel sent out like a gridlock alert warning. And when I drove in, I spent 15 minutes just on the street that WFAN is on. So, let's see. 23 minutes ago, the earlier delays at the Holland Tunnel to New Jersey due to volume have been cleared. Let's go. Let's go. I'll be out there in like 25 minutes. And uh, I got to go home and be really quiet. I'm not going to be tired, of course, after doing a five-hour show. But everybody in my house is sleeping except for my cat, my Toonie Toon. Toon, I'll see you soon. James in North Arlington on the fan. Go for it, James.
2: Oh, thanks for calling on me. uh, And uh, happy Thanksgiving i tell you, it's nothing better than your first Thanksgiving with a new baby. That's, uh, Happy Thanksgiving
0: about. to you as well and your family. Enjoy it. Enjoy the time off, the food, the football, the, the shopping, all of that.
2: Yeah, thank you. My daughter said hi. Yeah, uh, like I, I just dropped her off. Uh, well, I, lost her. I just picked her up. Uh, tell her so, I said uh, hello. Okay. So uh, about Tommy DeVito, I mean, well, first of all, coming from New Jersey, And quarterbacking in the NFL in itself is incredible. The fact that he's from Cedar Grove, which is a very small town in New Jersey, is even more incredible. And the fact that he's on the Giants, I mean, even though this might be not the best season, but they still are the Giants, the winners of four Super Bowls, is incredible. I mean,
0: Destiny, it was written in the stars for this kid to do this.
2: (laughs) That is so cool. But when, when we look at his game, they, they didn't trust him at all, and they would have beat the Jets. If they just let him throw the ball, like, maybe, like, twice. But I don't want to – that game's over, so that's a pass. But if we look back at Phil Simms, who who when he you know, when he came to the Giants, he actually lived in Lithurst, New Jersey, which is a small town. And obviously now he lives in Franklin Lakes, but he's become a Jersey guy. But if we remember when he first started playing for the Giants, he was like a punching bag, but he always got up. And if we look at the veto and, and the game he had, I know he got stuck like times, but if you look at the game the week before when he got elbowed in the head, and on TV they wanted to know if there was going to look at it for a concussion, which he didn't have, and actually sat on the bench, and you could just tell that he is definitely Jersey tough. Yep. And I tell you something, that means a lot, and I got to give the kid a lot of credit. And when we see things and we look at the Jets, unfortunately, just because you're the number one pick and you had it right on day one, I got to give you a lot of credit because you did not go on like a lot of other people on the fan where they were basically trying to rationalize someone that they knew he couldn't play. You called it out from the beginning. I gave you a lot of credit. Boomer was trying to be nice, but I think if you really listen to Boomer closely, he knew the kid couldn't play, but he was being a little bit more kind. But the bottom line is he did say, as you know, that they should just cut him because that'd be doing the right thing. And I yeah, I guess give you a lot of credit, and I know you're friends with Boomer, and you two guys, you really know your football.
0: Thanks for the call, James. Yeah, I mean, with, with Zach Wilson, it's just like, I don't know. Uh, You you heard you heard Tony Rassiope come on and talk about Tommy DeVito and Timmy Boyle and just like when you when you play quarterback in high school college, like I did and I mean Boomer played in the NFL. We it's it's not so much of a foreign language. It's not that much to decipher. We can look at other quarterbacks that have done what we've done and see who's got it and who doesn't. And it's not that. Hard to see, right? When, I, when I've when i talked about Zach Wilson, there's so many plays that he's left out there. And that's why I just never was going for it. I gave him credit when, when credit was due, when he made a couple plays, but he still was sloppy with the ball. Last night, we were talking about him stoning the ball. I put it on my Twitter. I said, it's heartbreaking to watch this kid be this broken, right? There's a, a play drawn up for Brees Hall to get the screen. The screen isn't there. So Brees Hall breaks up field. The nearest defender to him turns his back to him and runs away, and he throws the ball at his feet and stones the ball and kills the play. I'm like, what are you doing? Run. The whole point is you got to get 10 yards, 10 yards to move the chains. The whole point of the game is to get positive yards to get closer to the end zone where you can kick to get points Or if you actually touch pay dirt, you get six points. It's like Zach Wilson doesn't know the object of the game at times. So that's done. Timmy Boyle knows the offense and knows the object of the game. And we don't have to keep pretending anymore. We don't have to keep lying anymore. We don't have to keep arguing anymore and searching for for the answers. You guys knew the answers. And you don't have to be a former quarterback to watch the NFL and see... Okay, C.J. Stroud is a rookie. That's a damn good quarterback. Zach Wilson in year three still ain't figuring it out. Jim's on Long Island. Jim, you're on the fan. Uh, yeah, how
7: you doing, Keith? Um, yeah, the thing about um, about Zach is I, I don't want to talk about Zach at all. I mean, since 2011, there's only been one quarterback who's drafted in the first round and made it to the Super Bowl. Uh, that's Mahomes. Um, only 11 quarterbacks uh, are still on the same contract that they were since two, 2011, uh, who remained with the, the team that drafted them. So that's about 60 something percent. So the fact of the matter is, when they talk about Douglas and his legacy, they're not talking about Trey Lance as being the legacy of San Francisco. They just moved on. And generally, these quarterbacks aren't going to work out. Statistically, they don't. So the fact that Zach Wilson, uh, was a quarterback who's turned out pretty much to be a bust, um, is not the end of the world. It's not the biggest uh, deal in the world. It just didn't work out. And they just dragged, they, dragged they it out too long. It,
0: it's, it's perfectly but fine, was, but, but you think about what coulda, shoulda, woulda been if they did not force him down everybody's throats and we had to watch him go out there and fail I, so much.
7: I, I, I agree, but the, 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 the issue really is, and Salah was on, on the radio yesterday, and what he had said was the reason why they had put Zach Wilson in behind Rodgers is they didn't expect an injury. Well, right off the bat, that's a problem because you should expect the possibility of an injury and then be held out to dry if Zach
3: had to <laughs> in go in. In football,
0: so think- it's, a, it's a contact sport. It's a rough game. All of these quarterbacks are dropping like flies this year. How did you not have a backup plan?
3: Uh,
7: exactly. So when, but th- now Salah says on the radio, he says that this was the plan that we had so that he could watch Rodgers. And then I guess miraculously, he was going to learn something. So this is what they felt. This is what they believed. But they could have actually kept him on the roster if they wanted to. He could have been in all the quarterback meetings. He could have been on the practice field. He could have gotten all of that as the third-string quarterback. Yeah. So what the Jets decided to do, Douglas or Sala, mostly I'm sure Douglas, is this, the, this is the decision they made, which demonstrates how completely reckless they were with the team. And I don't care how nice a guy Douglas is, and I don't care how nice a guy Salah is, these people, you cannot rely on anything else that they would do with this team just based on the fact that that they left this team out to dry for this particular season and basically ruined any opportunity that this ha- this team had to do anything. So how we could go forward with Douglas and Sala is the only reason is because we have this situation with Rogers and we're going to be kept in suspense until that situation is resolved. But these guys basically just by doing that have proved – that they can't run this organization. So I just wanted to know your
0: thoughts. Well said, Jim. I'm right there with you. Aaron Rodgers sold them a dream. He sold all of us a dream. Man, did we all buy it. It was an ayahuasca dream, a, a dream that he dreamed up in a darkness retreat where the Jets were so blinded by the thought and idea of this mercenary quarterback coming in and taking them to a Super Bowl, they didn't even think about a 4 year old man potentially getting hurt. At any point in the season, let alone four plays in. It was negligent. It's a complete miss. Irresponsible. And you know what the most irresponsible part of it was? Back-to-back years you did this. You knew what Zach Wilson was last year. And you were so blinded by Aaron Rodgers being friends with the kid. You were so blinded by Aaron Rodgers running the show. You heard him on Pat McAfee today. Oh, well, it was supposed to be my show. Oh, it's our show. It's the team show. It's the organization show. You are one man who's up there in age that as soon as we had OTAs, you had a calf injury. Right there, I would have been like, hey, he heard his calf just on air running around a little bit. Last year, we defaulted into Chris Streveler playing for us. We have to have a quarterback. For these offensive weapons in Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson, we have to have a quarterback for this defense to keep them off the field, to get points for them. We can't go back-to-back years with Zach Wilson's ineptitude at the position. It's not fair to our fan base. It's not fair to ourselves. But they took the magic carpet ride with Aaron Rodgers all spring and summer and they signed Timmy Boyle as the third-string quarterback, who's now your quarterback one, if they would have just signed a journeyman, I, that's we all call for it on the fam, and I have videos uh, I posted on Twitter. I, I'm like, you didn't take an insurance policy out for him because he had never been hurt with the Packers. He had never had any season-ending injuries. So what? Never say never. So they didn't even take out insurance like the Packers did in the past couple of years that he was over 35. And then they didn't take out insurance to have a quarterback two which Anthony Richardson is a 6'4", 230-pound rookie coming out of Florida. He's a beast of a man. The Colts had Gardner Minshew ready to go as a backup plan. The Panthers draft Bryce Young, a young man, but he's not very stout. He's very small. They had Andy Dalton just in case, and they should have played Andy Dalton this season. Might have saved some of their season. You know what I'm saying? Like, other teams have backup plans, right? Derek Carr was talked about as coming to the Jets. The Saints signed Derek Carr, and then they have former number one overall pick Jameis Winston there as the backup. You need two. And the Jets had back-to-back years where they could have been a playoff team to end the longest playoff drought in the league, and they they let it die on, on number two Zach Wilson. Again, it's, it's shameful. And I, I wouldn't be able to trust these guys, but you have no choice. You're stuck in this for another year, and the hope is that Aaron Rodgers comes back and leads you to victories next season— But if he's rushing back to practice this year, for what? For what, old man? Rest up. Strengthen that calf. Strengthen that strengthen that Achilles. And we'll see you next year, 877-337-6666. My last 10 minutes coming up, BRB. Hey, this is Brandon Tierney. Nutritious food is a human right. Donate now at Hungerthon.org to help nourish people today and build a future free from hunger. Visit Hungerthon.org. Support the fan's annual Hungerthon campaign with Why Hunger? The Fan,
1: 1019 FM, and
0: always live on the free Odyssey app. Okay. Yeah, another good drop, another good beat by Paulie. Um, thank you guys for listening, for tweeting, for watching my TikTok lives, and for calling up. I've got four calls to take in the next six minutes, and that's going to wrap up another five-hour KM to AM, and then I'm off for five days. I'll see you Monday. Big Mac will get you through the night. Let's go to John and Valley Stream first up in these four calls.
8: Hey, what's up, Keith? Good to
0: talk to you again. You too. Thanks for calling.
8: So it's you know, listen, it's Sean O'Hara. He didn't speak out of turn. You know, Sean O'Hara played for the Giants. There's a good chance he married himself a nice Italian girls, it is. He's talking about Mama making the colors for Tommy D. There's no problem there. Yeah,
0: yeah. I gotta I gotta look well, it up. I, I didn't hear it, but I I guarantee you that he didn't say anything that anybody Nothing. Yeah, whatever. nothing.
8: It was whatever, you know. We, well, I mean, come
0: on. You think when I walked into the
8: pizzeria on Monday to get a slice I wasn't met with, oh, why yo, our boy Tommy D throwing touchdowns. <laughs> come on, we love it. Yeah, it's great. You know? But hey, whatever. That is that is what it is. I, I wanna talk about I wanna talk about Tommy Don Bosco for a second. There was one play, I'm pretty sure it was in the third quarter. It it showed me a lot about about him. They're trying to get off the play. And he started clapping. He wanted to get the ball, wanted to hike the ball. Then it had to burn a timeout. And right away, he turned around, and you could tell he was pissed. Yeah. And he showed it. He's a competitor. And I'm like, you know what? Competitor. Exactly. And listen, I love Daniel Jones, right? But that, like, Daniel Jones gets fired when they score a touchdown or whatever. But you'll never see that from Daniel Jones. He's not going to, like, do that. Tommy Tommy Don Bosco, listen, I grew up with guys like this. I know guys like this. This is a kid, for whatever he is, he's going to be confident and he's going to be in charge because, you know, in his heart, he says, I, be- I belong here. I can play this game. Let's go. I'm in
0: charge. Good call, John. Yeah, I remember that. And it's just like that is quarterbacking. That is being locked into the game, being aware, and just wanting to go. Brian is in Madawan. What's up, Brian? You're on the fan.
1: What up, Keith? Um, I got a predicament. Uh, I got my son's back-to-back flag football game Sunday. But there's a good chance I could go see Tommy D. <laughs> On Sunday and bring back the hype. I went to the first two games and we would. I got disappointed. And then the hype is real. I don't know what should I do. Should I go to the oh, play man. Football game or should I go
0: and see Tommy DeVito, the kid from Jersey? I mean, he's bringing it back. It's like, kind of crazy they think- put these Pop Warner games on Sundays. I used to play. Uh, you got to You got to go to the kids' game. You got to support the kids, and then maybe you can get to the Packers game after the bye? Yeah, I might. I don't know.
1: That might be a championship playoff game. I am i don't know what to do. But uh, I, I
0: don't know. You, got, you know. you got to you gotta ask the kids. Water. You got to ask the kids. If you're talking to me, I'm saying, go see your kids. Go go see the Pop Warner game. Uh, there's going to be some other games for Tommy DeVito and the Giants. Thanks for the call, Brian. Yeah, I don't know. I played Pop Warner football on Sundays. I called some of those games. I remember being young thinking like, man, this is in the middle of NFL football. I don't know. I feel like I, you got to go to the kids game. You got to go see your kid. Dylan in Westchester on the fan. Go for it, Dylan.
1: Hey, what's up, Keith? How you doing, bro?
0: I'm good. Thanks for calling in.
1: Yeah, you probably don't remember, but I called, I called you right in April as soon as Rodgers got signed. And the first thing I said was there's no way you can let Wilson anywhere near this team. He yeah. needs to be gone. And they he shouldn't and have been quarterback too. Guy. You knew he wasn't right. going to hold up, or right. whatever. There's it's, no it's, way.
0: It's but done that's now. That's
1: done. But moving forward, I think you got ABT coming back next year. Keep that right tackle. Keep Pittman at right guard. If you have to, you sign McGovern for another year. He's cheap. Whatever, he'll fill a spot. Get rid of Tomlinson. Bring in a new left guard. And your two re-signings this year, you got to go after. You got to try and get uh, Beckton back, as you know, as injury prone as he is. You got to try and get him back. You can use franchise tag. Whatever. You got to try and get back. Got to get Huff back. Those are the two biggest re-signings we really have. I don't we'll know. I'm trying
0: to upgrade. I'm trying to draft a, a young monster on the line. I might trade for a yeah, proven play, commodity. Maybe. That's
1: why first round, Get I want that line right from, from Georgia. And I want in somewhere like the fourth or fifth round, I want that quarterback from OSU, who for some reason is like a 30th ranked quarterback. I don't know why. He's like 6'5", ukulele DJ, great. yeah. yeah uh, yes, he was he was yes. a top
0: prospect coming out of, right. of as, high school. As a uh,
1: project guy, I want him. And every
0: Thanks for the call, Dylan. We'll get into the off-season Jets conversation at some point of what they got to do to upgrade. My last call goes to Angel in Shrewsbury, not far from where I'm from. You got it, Angel. Go. Yo,
1: what's up, Keith? First off, happy Thanksgiving.
0: Same but, uh, to you. Enjoy the holiday.
1: Appreciate that. Well, I called you probably about a month and a half ago, and uh, you, you gave me a you laughed at me a little bit, but it's okay. I forgive you. I listen to you every what? night. What did you say? I called you about Russell Wilson comeback Player of the Year. Um,
0: I don't know. I I might have laughed that off, but hey, you you, laughed you it got the last. You told me hell nah. You got the last laugh if he actually continues what he's doing. Uh, I respect well, it. Thanks for the call, Angel. Russell Wilson is one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, and it's funny how all roads lead back to Aaron Rodgers because Russell was with Nathaniel Hackett last year. And Nathaniel Hackett probably wouldn't have a job this year if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets and saying, I love Nathaniel Hackett. He should be our OC. Well, he ain't much of an OC. He ain't much of a play caller. He might not be much of a coach. Hard Knocks, he's talking about, we got to get in the gold zone. We got to celebrate with our teammates. They never score. They never find the gold zone. All right, I'm done. DMAC is coming up next. Everybody enjoy the holiday, KM to AM. That's done. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'm out of here. Sports
2: Radio 1019 Affair.